0: Welcome to the App Story Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Hudson, inviting you to join me as I talk with other independent developers and we discuss the interesting stories behind their apps. All right, we're here today with Jim Biancolo, one half of Raise Square Development. He's here to tell us about their app, Stand Up. Before we get into that, Jim, tell me a little bit about yourself, how you guys got started as a partnership, and how you came to be a developer—all that kind of good stuff.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, sure. Yeah, like you said, I'm uh, you know I'm Jim Biancolo, half arrays square. Uh, Mark writes the other half. I'll, t- I'll talk more about him as we get into the app because he does uh, he did all the programming on it. Um, how I got started in programming—I mean, I kind of fell into it. Um, honestly, I was—I uh, was an English major in college, and I got out not really having any idea what I wanted to do. And uh, I tempted my way into a job where they had a copy of uh, Microsoft Access, which was their uh, desktop relational database, and nobody knew how to use it, and uh, it just kind of seemed easy to me. So I started, uh, you know, with this desktop relational database program, and then I realized that. Oh, hey! I can make things easier by writing macros, and oh, I can make things easier by writing Visual Basic code behind things, and yeah, you know, seem to have a facility for it. So I uh, looked for a job as a junior programmer, and they kind of took a chance on me and hired me. And then once I started working with you know actual programmers that knew what they were doing, my you know learning curve shot through the roof. I started reading uh, you know everything I could get my hands on to become a better programmer. Um, probably Code Complete was the <laughs> the one that did the most for me. Cool. Um, yeah, mastering regular expressions was a great one. Um, Guru's Guide to Transact SQL. I've kind of been doing database-driven websites uh, and web applications ever since. A lot of uh, SQL Server backend, mostly mostly Cold Fusion on the front end, which is not a very uh, uh, not a very glamorous language, but uh, you know, I've really enjoyed it. Lots of lots of scripting languages, um, and then. Uh, Yeah, a while back. I mean, that's how I got. That's how I got started uh, programming, and then sort of how I met Mark is uh, and started doing this is um, another chapter. But I can I can go right into that if you want.
0: Sure. You sound like my (laughs) kind of guy, though. I like a good database. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. Database programming for a long time, and you know, and if you haven't read uh, uh, that uh, Transact SQL uh, Guru's Guide to Transact SQL by Ken Henderson, oh my God, it's so good. I learned so much. Sure. Um,
0: I'll stick a link in the show notes.
1: (laughs) But. yeah, Mark and I actually met, uh, you know, he started working at the same company I was working at a few years after I started. Um and it became uh, pretty clear that he was a, you know, much better programmer than I was. I mean, I thought I had gotten and I had gotten, you know, decent at programming, but uh um he was uh, he's a lot better than I was. And, um and then I had this and the way we ended up doing this together is I I had this, you know, side project I wanted to, I had got it in my head, I wanted to do a game uh for uh for the iPhone, for the App Store. Um, but, you know, coming from this, you know, English major scripting language background, I found uh, Objective-C kind of the first language that I encountered that just didn't come naturally to me, Um so I, uh, I struggled with that for a little while and then uh, found Corona SDK, which let me sort of work on it in Lua, you know, a kind of a higher level language, more in my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but I could never really get it working um, to my standards. You know, I am almost certainly my fault, like the, the physics of moving these letter tiles around never felt right. Um, and even when I got it to a point where it was as done as I could make it, I still didn't think it was good enough to, uh, to put out there. And even though you know, I put a ton of hours into it, um, I came to you know, the sort of painful realization that I had to treat it like a throwaway prototype and start over. Um, but I didn't really, <laughs> didn't really know how to do that. Yeah. And, are, you a, are you a bit of a perfectionist by nature? I'm a bit of a perfectionist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, around, around that time, as I was despairing about ever finishing this thing, um, you know, Mark was looking for something to do also. So, you know, I'd, I kind of jumped at the chance to have him, you know, we'd really worked, uh, you know, we work well together at the, at our day jobs. So, um, I knew that that would work well and we were friends. So, uh, we decided we would start doing these sorts of things together. Um, but we thought since, you know, he was new to, um, you know, objective C as well. Um, and I was, you know, but I, I, And he was, uh, that we would do something a little different. We would do like a small practice app to start, you know, kind of work our way through the whole process of building an app for the app store. And, uh, it, uh, you know, we were looking around for an idea of something that we could do that would be small and easy, and we hit on the and but something that, you know, not something that we just wanted to you know toss off for the sake of, you know, practicing. We wanted to do something good that we wanted to use, and we hit on the idea of doing a uh, work break reminder app. You know, we okay. thought it would be simple. <laughs> um, we both wanted it. You, know, we both wanted something. You were both, you know, tended to spend way too much way too much time in a row in the chair, just focusing on the code or whatever it was we're doing in front of the machines. Um, and there's been all of this, you know, stuff in the news over the last few years about how sitting is, you know, sitting is terrible for you. And of everything you do day to day, sitting is one of the worst things. Yeah. Um, so we were like, hey, well, you know, we'll do something like that. We couldn't find. Um, but it was also it was also that we couldn't find one, you know, an app like that that did everything that we wanted it to do. You know, we, yeah. we didn't want to just reinvent, you know, something that had already been done right a hundred times. Um, and so the things that and I. You know, I have tried a number of times over the years to get out of the chair regularly and failed. You know, I've tried various iPhone apps, I've tried desktop apps, which seem like they'd be a good fit, because you know, you pop something up in front of what you're working on. You'd think that would get you out of the chair. But it just those just never really worked for me either, because yeah. the thing would pop up in front of the thing that I'm focusing on. And I'm not ready to deal with, you know, I'm not ready to get up in that exact moment. So I was just constantly snoozing it so that I and it was just never popping up at a time when I actually was ready to get out of the chair chair. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, I'm more inclined to pay attention to my phone when my phone makes a noise at me than I am when my computer makes a noise at me. So, um, but the apps that I found, you know, while there are some, there's some nice ones, none of them did, everything that we wanted in the way that we wanted like either you couldn't set your work days so it would bug you on the weekends or you couldn't set the frequency granularly enough so that you know say you wanted to get a reminder every 20 minutes but they were set to you know the reminder frequency was every 15 minutes yeah Um, we couldn't find one with a geofence so like if you get up and go out to lunch or whatever it would stop giving you reminders you'd have to remember to shut it off Um, couldn't find one with you know uh, alert sounds that we liked or that were either unintrusive or intrusive enough to, you know, to get our attention. Um, and then in just in terms of the UI, we couldn't find one that, you know, because sometimes your workday changes and, you, you know, maybe your normal day ends at five, but say on a particular day, you're working till eight. Oftentimes that that ability to change when that particular day is going to end would be buried, you know, a couple screens down in the settings and you'd have to, and it was just, I wanted something that would just, just be faster to change. So a different different style UI. So we set out to build that. As our practice app, but it turns out building something that was exactly the way we wanted (laughs) took a lot longer than a few weeks. Uh, It ended up taking us uh, ended up taking us over a year. We started when um, you know we started when uh, before iOS seven had been announced, um, and then you know finally released it to the App Store a few weeks ago. So uh,
0: yeah. (laughs) So your app story and your how you guys came to be together as developer stories are really intertwined, pretty close then yeah yeah they that's really cool. are okay well we've we've got a little bit ahead of ourselves but that's okay no okay <laughs> um like i said those stories are pretty linked so that's not a problem at all <laughs> um usually before the story which in this case will be during the story i like <laughs> to give the developers an opportunity let's go through like a little sales pitch for the app you did a pretty good job of telling us what was missing from the other ones you tried um I usually ask the developers, you know, who's the target market for this, uh, sales pitch, that type of stuff. I'm going to go ahead and, and say that I think I was the target market for this. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, you can tell me if, if, if I wasn't. So go ahead, give us a good sales pitch.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think basically anybody that sits down for long stretches of time um, in their job is the target market for this. Certainly, programmers, you know, we, we build it for ourselves and for, and for people like you who spend a lot of time programming and a lot of time focusing on the screen and forget that they need to get up uh, to be healthy. But really, anybody, you know, I think anybody that sits down for their job. Um, could use this. Um, and I think it's, it's important to use something like it because, uh, it just helps you be a little bit healthier, um, and live a little bit longer. And I think it's also appropriate for people that, um, either have, uh, RSI, you know, repetitive stress injuries or are prone to repetitive stress injuries. Um, to take breaks from time to time. Um, so I think that's, uh, you know, that's the target audience. Um, you know, anybody that's, uh, anybody that sits down for their job, um, should be using something, if not our app should be using something to try and, uh, get up regularly.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, give us a little tour through, through the, the, the process and the UI and stuff. Tell us how it works.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, well, uh, you know, when you open it up for the first time, there's a, there's a, a chart across the top that, uh, Tries to indicate to you how, how much you've stood up over the course of the day. Um, and then there's a, uh, a text label that tells you when your next reminder is going to be, either if it's going to be you know, on Monday or in 30 minutes. Or you know, once you get under five minutes, it gives you a little countdown to show you when the next reminder is going to be. Um, and then there's a series of uh, seven buttons that you can uh, toggle, you know, one for each day of the week, that you can, huggled, that you can uh, toggle to set your, uh, your work schedule. And then there are uh, we tr- we did like a mostly a, a custom slider based interface where you just have three sliders for setting you know when you want to start getting reminders when you want to stop getting reminders and how often you you want to get them um and then there's a a slider to set the geofence and a slider to pull out the sound picker and you can pick from 20 something i think it's 25 um alert tones um mm-hmm. the way uh the way we decided to um you know the business approach we took was that the app was going to be free, and you would get one sound um, included. So the app is um, you know fully functional for free, but then all of the other sounds are unlocked uh, unlocked for a buck. Yeah, and
0: um, well, and I like that you could actually you could test the sounds too without paying the dollar, so you know what you're going to get
1: yeah it was one of those things we uh you know we spent a lot of time talking about how we wanted how we wanted this to work because you know we it's it was a difficult problem in terms of whether or not we could make any money at all doing this just because even though we put a lot of time and effort into it it's such a small uh, a small niche and a simple thing right i think that it's you know on the surface, it's, it's a work break timer, you know, and there's lots of free work break timers. Um, so we felt like if we, you know, if we put it alongside lots of other, lots of other free apps, then just nobody would, nobody would pay for it up front. Um, so we wanted, you know, and that seems to be kind of the trend in the app store as well. It's hard to get people to pay for things, especially things that seem to be small. Um, Small in scope, so uh, so this seemed like the you know the the best approach to take for take for that. I mean, you, you know, because mostly, you know, obviously making money would be great, but mostly we wanted to get it in people's hands. You know, it's something sure. that we're proud of, and we wanted people to see it. So. Um, so, yeah, we went with that, and uh you know I had hoped that the the way it would work, you know, I understand that you know kind of the best you can hope for is a two or three percent uh conversion rate on the i e p s and I'd hope we would crack that, but I don't think we're going to oh. <laughs> that seems to be about where we're that seems to be about where we are so far I mean it's you know it's early days, yeah, you know, first three weeks um the other thing that sorry, I'm diverging into the the kind of the the i a p aspect of it, but oh that's fine, it's your story <laughs> okay, yeah the, you know, I'd really like um my my main concern with it is that I feel like, and maybe this is not true for everyone, but for me, um, I need a longer sound. Like if it's just one little ding, um, which is what the free sound is, it's uh-huh. great to get a sense for how the app works. But for me, it doesn't get doesn't really get me out of my chair. Easy to ignore. It, yeah, it dings and then it's done. And right, and if you're in that kind of middle, in the middle of focusing on something, it dings. It's easy to ignore. Um, and then uh, you know I'm right back into my work, and before I know it, another half an hour has gone by, and the thing dings again at me. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get up the last time. Um, <laughs> but but there's I couldn't think of a way to convey that to people. Like like yes, you get a sound for free, but if you really want to get out of your chair, you're probably going to want something that's a little more you know a little more intrusive. But but that's cool. You know if people you know if I what I hope is that folks are you know even folks that are using it using the free version are actually. You know, getting up and it's working for them rather than it just kind of fading into their unconsciousness and then forgetting about the fact that there are these other, you know, these other ways that, uh, you know, I use unignore, I use the sound unignorable because (laughs) I, I do, I do find it unignorable. Yeah. Um, and yet since it ramps up, it allows me to like kind of finish what I'm doing before the really annoying part of that, uh, of that particular track plays. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I use the, uh, I, I, I bought the Inet purchase just to kind of support you guys, oh, but nice. I, I thank like you. the default cause it's, it's usually pretty sufficient for me and
1: I don't like really long, annoying sounds. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, uh, I'm happy to hear that actually, that the default works for you. So do you, um, and thank you for buying it without needing it, but so you find that, uh, you actually get out of your chair when uh, uh when the that when the default sound plays?
0: Uh it's probably like a fifty fifty. And it, mm. it's not really the sound's fault. It's it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> it's, I know it's whether exactly. or not I'm willing to to get up and stop what I'm doing. And some yeah. of it some of it's laziness, some of it's because I'm pretty intensely focused on what I'm doing. Um but it definitely has worked to get me out of my chair more than I was, so that's that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. That's, if, that's if nothing great else,
0: it, it makes me stop and think about it.
1: Nice. And so yeah. it, it's it's
0: gradually becoming more and more, you know, self conscious of it. And yeah, it's
1: really working. Yeah, um, that's great. Um, yeah, I find that. Uh, Yeah, for me, I'll be curious, you know, if you and I, you know, you and I talk, uh, you know, weeks or months down the road, if you if it continues to, if it continues to work for you, because what I've what I've found in, you know, sort of years of trying these sorts of things is that, you know, we as humans are so adjustable (laughs) and adaptable. And I would pretty quickly. And this is why another reason why I wanted a lot of sound choices in there is that, you know, I just adjust to things until I fall into the background and I forget about them. So I'll be curious to hear if, you know, if long term, if it work, if it continues to work for you, if you find that you like start ignoring it more
0: yeah well and i've only been using it you know for i guess maybe a week and a half now is that is it two weeks it's been on the store now is that right yeah i think Something it's like, like maybe two and a half
1: three it was actually yeah. funny we you know we didn't realize it was on the store for a couple of days <laughs> you know because <laughs> when we had when we put it out there you know we had set the date we had thought that we had set the date to um june 1st i think and then we just noticed at the end of may that uh it was actually live so not that we were ever planning on doing like a big launch event you know we don't really have the profile for that yeah. but uh <laughs> but if if we had been planning for that that went out the window when uh, <laughs> it just kind of snuck out there on us yeah
0: well with my first step i was actually planning to try and do do well as good a launch event as you can do with, like you said, no profile. But uh, I just couldn't resist the urge. As soon as it got approved, it my app actually got approved on my birthday. Oh, that's a nice <laughs> and, birthday and present! And I couldn't resist the temptation. I just pulled the trigger and put
1: it out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, I can imagine. You know, even if we had set the date, it would have been hard to wait, especially after you know so much time and uh, so many. Because we would just went down so many. I think, and it wasn't that we worked on it. We certainly didn't work on it nonstop for over a year we treated it was you know honestly more like a more like a hobby we both had other commitments you know mark mark had a baby actually in that in that time um so it was definitely an on again off again process of building it but we yeah, you know, we certainly came to a point where we're like, God, we've got to ship this thing. You know, we've got a, we've got a, you know, we've been working on it so long. We have to put it out there and see if there's, you know, if, if, if anybody likes it and then figure out what the next thing is going to be. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, so it wasn't, it wasn't a problem for us that it, that it, that it leaked out there without our, <laughs> without our knowing it. That's cool. Um, I like the
0: way you, you've set it up so that you can like the, the, the set-it-and-forget-it you called it, which is truly what it what it really tends to be. I like that you can do that. My work week is is actually my, my Mondays. Friday is my Monday, and my Friday is on Monday. So I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and those are usually the days I sit at the computer coding and stuff. So I was able to just set the schedule, you know, to just work Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and like you said, only when I'm at home, so it worked out really cool. Um, nice. That was actually... Pretty cool. Did, I know you You said that a lot of that, you said, was missing from the ones that you'd tried. Did you start out with all of this as, as the goal for what it was going to be, or did it evolve over time, or...?
1: It definitely, it definitely evolved. Yeah, it definitely evolved. I mean, especially in the look of it. I mean, we knew we knew what we wanted. We knew we wanted the ability to set, uh, you know, kind of a fine grain work schedule and work frequency. We knew we wanted a geofence. We knew we wanted a lot of sound choices, but we didn't really know. Oh man, I really have to do a blog post that shows like the design evolution because the first design. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm a programmer. I'm I'm a programmer rather than Mark. Mark is the the better programmer, so he does the programming end of things, and I try to do the everything else end. But I'm a programmer by trade, not a designer. So the first design, I'm going to cringe to put out there, but it was, um, you know, it was in <laughs> iOS six days, and it had like, you know, so it was kind of Tweetbot influenced, but yeah. only if you took out everything that is um, joyful and good about Tweetbot and kind of left <laughs> <laughs> left everything like it had like you know, the app was always going to be called stand up and it had like kind of that Kilroy was here, guy's face sticking over the edge of the UI and the splash screen was going to have him at the bottom. And then he kind of stand up to bring the UI in front of him yeah. up into view. But, and then like there were like, you'd tap on from, and it would open up a drawer where there'd be a slider where you could adjust from kind of the way, you know, Tweetbot does it with the, with tweets or they did for Tweetbot bot too. I guess they still do with the with their, with their new design. But, uh, to, pull something off like that you actually have to be an artist <laughs> rather than have a good sense of you know i just have a you know i i, I you know I was in architecture school for a year and a half i have a good sense of you know figure field and laying things out and i think in spacing and stuff like that but i'm not an artist and to pull off a design like that i would i would have to be um so one thing that happened to us that was kind of Revelatory is um, – there's a, there's a shop called Mysterious Trousers. They did uh, Calvetica, and they also at the time – and I think this is still in iOS 6 – they came out with uh, an app called uh, Loose Pants. I think it's Loose Pants, which is a, which is a weight-tracking app. Um, uh-huh. And we looked at the screenshots for that, and it was like – you know, it was a dark, very flat design with these bright kind of primary colors but a little bit off, you know, just really nicely done. And we're like, oh, that – you know, that looks, you know, maybe we should do something like that because the design that I had, my, my first crack of the design just wasn't working at all. And then from there, we pretty quickly um, iterated to what you see now with yeah. the idea of sort of this slider-based design, flat, but, you know, d- dark theme, but, you know, flat in colors. Um, and uh, and then from there, once we had that design, uh, a lot of the functionality sort of uh followed from it you know the instead of having the sliders buried in a drawer they came right out to the surface yeah um and then they're you know they're custom so that they show on the slider exactly what the slider is and what the current value is um when you move them a little thing slides down to tell you the schedule that you're setting as you're sliding them mm-hmm. um, the chart redraws as you slide up so so a lot of and you know i i say that mark did the programming and that i did the sort of everything else the design and the sounds but the design you know, is really, it was a collaborative process. You know, we talked about it, you know, pretty much daily, you know, and how, how the, how the design informs the implementation and vice versa. So, um, yeah. And then, and then just in terms, uh, of the interactions, you know, how we wanted the, how we wanted the sound picker to come out, whether or not that even needed to be a slider or a button, um, uh-huh. and trying to get the physics of it right. Because this was before, um, UI dynamics and some of the stuff in iOS 7 that made all that easier, Mark kind of figured out to do, figured out how to do. And I just, you know, I can't say enough about how impressed I am with, with his work because he's also a perfectionist. And I think he rewrote the sliders six or seven times, five or five or six times before they behaved the way he wanted them to behave, you know, in terms of them moving smoothly enough, in terms of things, you know, coming in um, you know in terms of the um, the detail view coming in at the right speed in terms of the sound picker sliding in at the right speed relative to the speed you're moving the moving the slider that pulls it out um, yeah he read I think yeah at least five times he rewrote those rewrote those from scratch before they were uh, you know kind of up to his standards in terms of the the code quality and uh, performance
0: yeah well telling me did a great job I really like it.
1: Ah, cool. I will.
0: It's, it's it's really cool. I remember the first time I opened it. I I looked at the interface and I was actually confused by how simple it was because I was like, okay, so the description said, and this is, there's not enough controls here to do that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then I got the plane with it. I was like, this is this is really great.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. That's really <laughs> gratifying to hear. I mean, we worked we worked pretty hard to get rid of basically every extraneous tap that we could
0: (laughs) yeah well and and it it really worked out because everything that you really need to get to and to use to use the app is is right there on that one screen cool and then i i have a question um are you guys by any chance star trek fans <laughs> um, has anybody I, mentioned that this kind of looks like the uh the next generation era computer console tricorder type displays?
1: <laughs> oh, nobody has mentioned that, but you're right. That I you know, I wouldn't I I enjoy Star Trek. I don't know if I'd go so far as to call myself yeah, but I you know, I grew up watching the yeah. you know, the old one reruns and I've watched, you know, some of at least some of every uh, you know, of every version of the show since um yeah. and the movies, but that hadn't occurred to me, but you're uh yeah. maybe It's, it was it's a, an added uh, bonus for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a subliminal. big Star Trek fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> subliminal influence. And
0: then I kind of I, I mixed it up with, with admiring it for it. its Star Trek-like look, but then I turned it to the uh, what I call a nice TARDIS blue theme. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wish we had some, you know, we don't have any kind of uh we don't have any kind of tracking in the app like we don't know what sounds people are picking. We don't, you know, the only thing uh, you know, nothing nothing leaves the app and comes back to us, but I would I do um and I you know, I I wouldn't do this, but I do I would I would love to know like how many people are changing themes and what themes they're changing to and how many people are changing sounds and what sounds they're using. Um you know, I guess there's no evil in that if you're aggregating it up and it's not identifiable, but uh I would really yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, it's nice to know that uh, people actually use the theme picker. That was one of the things that we uh, debated whether or not we even needed, because it is sort of set it and forget it. Yeah, um, well, but yeah, but
0: it's a nice touch that that people can customize it and make it a color that they like, and and your design lends itself really well to a, the wide variety of colors they can pick
1: from. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, we're yeah we're and you know I just I just like playing with it, so I'm I'm, I'm happy it's in there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and the other thing is we did, we did need to, you know, from a technical perspective, we did need, we do need people to come into the app from time to time. It's part of the reason we have sort of that loose kind of tracking, you know, every time, every time stand-up throws an alert reminding you to get up, uh, you know, you get a local notification, which you can swipe and that'll bring you into the app. And when you come into the app, um, there's a, a dialogue that, you know, asks you, you know, if you stood up, it says, uh, you know, Time to stand up, and you can click you know, yes, I did, or I can't right now, or you know I'm at lunch or something. You know, remind me in thirty, sixty, or ninety minutes, or I'm done for the day. Um, and then when you um, when you say you stood up, we have that little graph across the top of the main interface that just uh, colorizes. You know, you've got all the slots for the number of times you might stand up according to your schedule, yeah. And and the ones where you did stand up turn the turn your theme color, and the yeah. ones where you don't stand up stay gray. Um, and so, in addition to just kind of liking that and the way that behaves from a technical reason, we kind of need people to come in and acknowledge that they've done these things from time to time because you know the the API limits us to I can't remember how many it is either forty eight or sixty four uh, local notifications. So if you if you do set it and forget it, then eventually um, the thing is going to stop throwing notifications because it'll just run out of those forty eight local notifications that we're allowed to set. Gotcha. Yeah. Every time you come into the app, um, it's going to load them up again with another forty eight, but but uh but yeah, you can't just leave it forever. We do have one thing where the I think the the very last local notification throws some variation of the unignorable sound rather than whatever sound the user has set. Gotcha. And we change the message that says, you know, this is the last time, come into the app to reschedule more. That's good. Um yeah. It's yeah. So at least a,
0: if somebody's paying attention to the notifications, they'll see that they need to open it up.
1: Yeah, and hopefully, uh, you know, if they don't have their mute switch on, they'll they'll notice that uh that the sound that they've been getting is has, has changed. Because it's different from, uh, I think I took one, you know, like the unignorable sound is composed of like seven or eight sort of unignorable things that's pile up on each other over time. I think I took one of those and made that the sound for the last uh, last reminder. So whatever, you know, whatever, you, you know, it'll be a sound that the user's not used to, no matter what they've picked. Yeah. That's um.
0: Cool. um. Any other interesting challenges or anything that
1: came to making this? Let me see. Other interesting challenges. Um, the The geofence was was interesting just because we wanted to. You know, we knew we wanted the geofence functionality. You know, that you would only get alerts when you were at your office, um, yeah. rather than when you go out. Um, and the main challenge there was just trying to make it. Was trying to make it. Uh, I mean, I can't really speak to how difficult it was to implement um, for Mark, but from a design perspective, um, just making it simple. You know, trying yeah. to get to a point where, you know, like when I was first thinking about it, as I was like, well, we're going to need a separate screen where the users can enter in their work address. Um, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't really want to throw up a, you know, a keyboard over uh, over the UI. I didn't want to, you know, force people to have to search. Um, so in the end, we just said okay we're you know we're going to have this this slider for it and when you when you when you slide the thing to activate the geofence it's going to set it to where you are so you go to your office um you slide the thing and then it's set and then when if you if you don't want to do it you slide it the other way and you unset it so you can always just you know pretty easily with one swipe set a geofence to your to your current location um and then getting it to like you know figuring out how 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 fine um what the what radius we wanted it to be so that it would actually be useful um without maybe you know draining battery too much i think there are some you know range and battery trade offs um and uh it's still a little it's still a little bit like you know i'd love to get it to the point where um you know it recognizes when you go down the hall rather than recognizing when you get in the car right now it's sort of the geo fencing is kind of tricky
0: i've played with it a little bit.
1: I don't yeah, know I don't, that
0: you'll be able to get it quite that precise. I, I suppose they could refine the APIs over time and make them a little better, but yeah. it, it works well for the, the purpose of just at least making sure that it doesn't bother you when you're not in the office.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you go out to lunch it seems to it seems to work pretty yeah. well. But it is uh you definitely gotta walk down the block a little bit rather than just go down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that works for me. You know, I stopped if I have to run down the school to check on my kids or whatever. I, uh, you know, it's nice that I don't get, uh, I don't get alerts for that. And then, yeah, I mean the other, uh, you know, other challenges to talk about, like, you know, we had, a you know, Mark and I and another buddy of ours, um, we had a, uh, a list of things that suck on his whiteboard, um, programming wise. <laughs> and I can't remember everything that was on there now. Nulls were on there. Date programming was on there uh, email was on you know, any programming around these things is fraught. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so we should have known this was going to take us a long time because it's sort of a, you know, it's a, it's date programming, state-based programming. So I know Mark went down a number of rabbit holes trying to figure out how to deal with, um, daylight savings time and time zone changes. Like if yeah. you live in a part of the world where you like, if you, you know, if you live at home, like, you know, maybe you go back and forth and you're crossing time zones. So yeah, we had all kinds of, uh, Things we wanted to do to deal with that, and I think in the end that we have settled on a, a fairly simple sort of reset that is going to work pretty well. Uh, you haven't had anybody complain that they've been bit by changing time zones yet, so we'll see what happens when daylight savings ends. But mostly, it'll uh, it should just it'll probably make the gap that you might be expecting uh, an alert to throw might be a little longer, a little shorter in those situations. But but that was definitely it. That diverted that's what us I, that's, for a few that's days. That's what I would assume, because
0: really the only time it needs a rigid time is the starting and the end time. Yeah, and then from there it's just an interval, right? Right, so, yeah. right. Of course, when you set the notifications, though, they those have to be set to a time, so. right? Well, yeah, so then I guess, yeah, you're, you're setting a time for everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of, a, it's funny, because when we were talking about it, we, you know, it's a combination of, it's really a kind of a combination of a, a calendar and a egg timer. Um, and it's kind of easy to do an egg timer if you're crossing time zones, because who cares, you just, you know, you'll always want this thing to throw um, at a very specific interval distance. And it's, you know, it's a, and if you're just doing a calendar, it's also like, okay, we can just set this to wherever their current location is. but. If you're yeah. moving in and out of time zones or dealing with that sort of thing, it's a little harder to be like, you know, I've got these 48 things that are all scheduled out and now I've changed times. What is the user going to expect when that happens? Yeah. Um, so, so that took, a That's little, that took a little time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other design challenges. I'm sure I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff, but uh, oh, I guess the other one was doing um, doing the alerts with no, Musical experience at all between us. Um, mostly I, I, I was able to find apps that let us fake it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, there's a, there's um there's an app called Yellowfire, that band Yellow, that does, oh yeah, that, uh, was yeah. that that band? No, is that a different band? No, oh, yeah, like a it, different
0: it's band. Yellow. You're talking okay. about the song they used to do, Bueller's yeah. Day Off.
1: Yeah, so they have an app that's actually pretty fun. I got to do some of the, yeah, <laughs> I got to do some of the sounds with my daughter, because some of them came out of playing with this thing and coming up with stuff that we thought would be good. That's cool. um, And then there's another app called Music, which is, M I think it's M-U-Y-S-C, um and the way it works is it's sort of a physics environment. You can have all these different shapes with different sounds attached to them and as they bounce off things, you can set different tones and reverberations and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I could never make anything that sounded like music on these, although people that are musicians could, but I could make things that sounded like passable alarm tones. Um and I think we've got we've got some in there that uh you know, I think there's you know, everybody should be able to find uh, a sound or two that they like out of the uh out of the ones that are there. That's so that was cool. a, that was a fun uh that was a fun challenge and one that I had no idea how I was going to deal with when we when we first conceptualized this. I knew we were going to need good sounds, but I had no idea how I was going to make them.
0: Yeah. I think developers kind of enjoy that stuff too. Uh, one of my previous my first guest, Wei Han, he uh he talked about making the sounds for his game and he had a
1: lot of fun doing that. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um but yeah, other challenges. I you know I, I I can't think of anything at the moment. I guess the you know the next challenge for us is going to f- be to figure out how to make this into uh, some kind of sustainable. Uh, you know, make this into something sustainable because certainly at the rate of uh, an app a year and uh, a couple thousand downloads, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to figure out what's next for us. But yeah. uh, well, and then yeah. you know version one point one. We have a few ideas for one point one when we get to that.
0: That's cool. Uh, it, it's a great product though, and it, you're off to a good start.
1: Ah, thank you very much.
0: And really you've, you've made something that, that really works well and it serves its purpose. So you guys are off to a good start in my book. Cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, anything that you feel like you left out or anything else you want to add in at all before we close up?
1: I don't think so. I'm sure I'll think of something the moment we hang up, but no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good
0: that, that's the you. way it usually goes. Um, okay, so tell people where they can find you, the company, the app, and Mark online.
1: Oh, okay. I am. Uh, our company is Raised Square, and so it's uh, RaisedSquare.com. Uh, the app is uh, RaisedSquare.com slash standup. Um, I'm at Twitter at Jim Biancolo. I'm sure you know. Maybe he'll put that in the show notes. And Mark is on Twitter at uh, Jothenberg, Yothenberg, Y O T H E N B E R G. Cool. Yeah, we'll stick links for all of that in the show notes so people will be able to find it. Uh, My
0: name is Vic Hudson. You can follow me on Twitter at VicHudson1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at AppStoryPodcast. And you can find the podcast online at AppStoryPodcast.com. Thanks for listening.